Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time for VUC. In our 11th year, with us on our journey this year, Simwood.com. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Greenfield Tech. Go to greenfield.tech and see how they can make your tech dreams both feasible and affordable. Our conference bridge is the best you'll ever find at zipdx.com. VUC.me is hosted on Bluehost. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are provided by voxphone.com. Hey now, everybody. It's the VUC 665 for September 29th. 2017, and I'm going to switch you right over to Miss Allison Smith. Allison. Hi, how's everybody doing? Woo! It's Astrocon Eve. I'm telling you, this it. is ex- exciting yeah. stuff. Uh, and uh, I'm going to put, uh, going to show everybody else who's here. Michael did the pre roll. Hello, Michael. Muted. Oh. oh, muted. I'm so muted. That's bad yeah it's almost like not a creature was stirring except everybody manning all the servers that are making the astrocon digium world fly so there uh, you go this is mr corrado corrado say hello let me unmute myself yes good evening everyone say that in italian please buonasera now in scotch (laughs) scots and of course mr andy smith Hello, everybody. Um, it might be Astrocon Eve, but I'm afraid I shan't be joining you. So there we go. Oh. Is Bodie going to Astrocon? Oh yes, he's uh, he's off tomorrow. I have I have Dan Lane and, and Dan Lane, not Dan Lane, Dan Jenkins, um, talking to me at the moment, saying what time is he flying? And frankly, I don't know. And Dan Jenkins may be joining us if we have any luck. Uh, he said he would change his shirt. Allison, uh, tell us about the new YouTube channel, which, by the way, while people are listening to this, they can go to vuc.me slash voicegal. It's a temporary uh, redirect so that it's easy for you to, if you're just listening to this on audio, you can go there, vuc.me slash voicegal. Allison, what's, what's up with this, uh, VU, with this uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, well, you know, I was kind of reluctant, actually, to do anything on film. I really hate myself on film, but it's become kind of almost like a necessary evil. You you have to do something on YouTube um, next to Google. It's like the, the top search engine. So uh, I actually hired a husband and wife videographer, and uh, we did this little shoot in a cute little studio, and I changed outfits for every video and changed phones in the background. If you watch all the videos, you will notice uh, that uh, everything's different in each one. So yeah, I just sort of talk about a little uh, IVR tips and tricks, ways that you can uh, improve your IVR and uh, had fun doing it. And I seem to be getting some good feedback, although comments are disabled, but maybe I will uh, change that ruling a little bit and just see how it goes. Yeah, I'm hesitant though, to enable comments. <laughs> Okay, and I am trying to, here we go, uh, to get, I'll just briefly be able to show this. Uh, I believe David Dufay just joined us. And Miss, Mr. David Dufet has joined us, yes. Dufet. He is around. Dufet. Only, be, 
in, in Quebec, no? Yeah. Wow. Uh, with snazzy new eyeglasses, too, it looks like he's got some new specs. Hello, here's, a, here's a quick glimpse before we get to David. Here's a quick glimpse at the channel. I don't want to leave it too long because it's probably got thousands of passwords and embarrassing uh, bookmark links. There we go. So, uh, Mr. Dufet, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Randy. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you sound fine. Good. I, I only asked because I, I did um, a ClueCon weekly, and uh, I had all sorts of audio um, problems, and it turned out to be a fault on my MacBook. Um, but uh, if you can hear me, then that's great. Goodness me, Andy, it seems like you and I both have shelves full of telephones behind us. Yeah, I know. Most of yours might work, though. <laughs> so I've deliberately done some product placement here as well with my Simwood cup of tea. Ooh, look at that. Uh, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Turn, uh, uh, what do they do? They turn an application developer into a telco, is that right? Correct. That's right. So what did they turn you into? <laughs> something, something useful would be a great, a great change. David, let me just weigh in on the glasses. I like them a lot. They look really nice. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Talking of Simwood, actually, young Simon Woodhead will be speaking at Astracon this year. Um, he's uh, one of the speakers, uh, along with nearly 60 others, all in the one place at the one time. And we are going to have Dan Jenkins chiming in a little bit later. But while we have Allison, because Allison is a hot property, she has to go very soon. She has a dentist appointment or some silly thing like that. No, she has a professional thing she has to do. Allison, um, so what are we going to find on this? I'm looking at it now. The, it's called, by the way, the IVR Lounge. I'm sorry I didn't quite get that before. The IVR yes. Lounge, Episode 1, the caller's attention span is, I presume, limited because that's cut off. But uh, let's hear a little about the what, what is the point of this. I see it, but what from your standpoint, why are we doing this? Yeah, well, uh, to address that point of the caller's attention span, this is something that I talk about in all of my talks, and I blog about it a lot. Um, I always want people that write IVR systems to understand that the caller's attention span and patience is way shorter than you think it is. I, I'm just going to take an informal poll of you guys. How many options do you think should be in an opening menu of an IVR? Maximum four. Actually, in all fairness, that would depend on how many. If you're in a country, there's only one language, maybe two. In other words, your yeah. language plus English. If you're yeah. in the United States, you always have at least English and Spanish. And if it was yes. going to be like the immigration department, you'd need maybe five. I don't know. But but the point is, beyond the languages, mm -hmm. uh, three destinations would be nice at oh, the most. You guys are my dream. You see, yeah, three would be great. I always say maybe five at the very most. They've studied it. People don't remember anything more than that. And they will only remember the very last choice that they heard. So. Despite that, I mean, even just yesterday, I voiced an IVR that had 12 different choices in the opening menu, and then they had <laughs> 12. And uh, the last option was, if this is a medical emergency, hang up and dial 911. Oh. No, <laughs> that has happened before. But yes, well, so five options. I hate subdirectories a lot. I think if you force the caller to drill deeper into several different subdirectories, uh, my bank actually asks for uh, my language preference at every level of the subdirectory, <laughs> like I've had a chance to learn French, you know, gotcha. as I've gone through the IVR. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's atrocious. And I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, so I apologize to anybody who's already heard it, but I actually was trying to reserve a table at a restaurant that went through two minutes of what they did, 
you know, basically where they were located, how you could, there was a nearby parking lot you could go to and blah, blah, blah. And if you want to reserve, please press, please press one. There were no languages, just on and on. So another thing that you've probably said, Alison, on your tutorials and your blog posts is don't mm-hmm. go through a whole long thing before giving the choices. Give the choices and then exactly. go through the long thing, but don't make it long. The long thing. Oh, sorry, Michael, go ahead. A, a good tip because restaurants, I, I don't know if restaurants constitute a meaningful p- percentage of your business, but one of the things that I've found is there are restaurant, um, call them not chains, but uh, groups where they'll have a phone number that is for the, the store, if you will, but it will also be their corporate phone number. And so if you want to place a to-go order, you have to navigate to a second level menu anyway, because you're, right. you're getting, are we doing something product related or are we doing something corporate and and they should actually have a second dedicated number for that ordering process don't have to do that um but but then you find that these are sort of family operations and they just don't think that way they right think about in the kitchen not efficiency for the client i mean i'm into that (laughs) i actually ordered something once online allison and you were the first part of it the general stuff you know, if you do oh. do this, dial one and so on. And then when it came up to actually paying, an absolute horrible female voice came on that had nothing to do with you and, and did the last three prompts. And yes. that, I thought yeah. that was one of the probably the worst thing I've ever heard because it's so uh, confidence killing for one thing because sure. you get to the payment. It's almost like woman in the middle attack. Yeah. <laughs> And where that comes from is people get their IVR professionally recorded and then they want to make some changes and they view it to be perhaps too complicated or too expensive to contact me again to make some changes, which is not the case. Uh, So they just grab a staff member. Um, I was actually approached by P.F. Chang's to do all of their IVR and I got very excited about it. In the end, they decided to keep their current voice, who happens to be the ex-wife of one of their CEOs. She did it years ago, and they just want to keep her throughout the whole system, but she she doesn't have professional gear and uh, is very daunted by the technical aspect of recording IVR. So this, this guy has been pushing for me to take over, but she's kind of later territory there. So, yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, unified voice throughout the whole system. That would be another piece of advice. Unified voice and another very general comment I have, which is if you run a company um, – there are a couple of things you should do. The first thing is to go in and see at the welcome desk, whatever that's called in English, where you first walk in, right? Reception, is that it? In yeah. every business? Yeah. You should go in as a stranger or send somebody in who they don't know. Just see what the welcome is like. Because there are two points of entry to any business. One is, well, there's email, of course, maybe two. But the point is, it's, if it's going to be telephone, it's IVR. And uh, when you finally reach somebody, what they're like. And by the way, if I can just do one more little rant, because, you know, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, has anyone not said horrible swear words when you hear the, for quality control purposes, <laughs> this call will be recorded. I mean, I'm saying, you know, I hope the F it is, you know, or stuff like that. You wonder if anybody's ever listened to it. But the point is. Compliment, Randy. That's <laughs> yeah. You well, need the staff training. I love it. Well, well not, not only that, they, they they say this call may be recorded. What is it? Some random selection or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything is recorded. So you know, just say it's recorded. 
And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I also was on a call where they said that, and then when they finally, they said it, and then the live person who answered said it, and I said, well, that's okay, because I'm recording you. And she said, in that case, I can't talk to you, and hung up. (laughs) Really? I wish I could remember who that was. It was a credit card processing company, by the way. And I had a long internet battle with them, folks, by the way, let me just say, you must get in long internet battles to win. And they took $120 from me, did absolutely nothing. And I said, well, you know, you've done nothing. And now you refused my business. So give me the 120. Well, we can't do that. I said, oh, you can. Anyway, long story short, after two weeks of constant tweeting, Facebooking and whatever else, uh, suddenly I got the credit for 120 bucks. Point is, yeah, but but I mean, in a point where you're stealing my money, right? But getting back to Allison, which is the point, is that get your IVR stuff together. You really, really have to do it. Michael. I have a question. Uh, Coming back to this idea that uh, because I've seen it and and I hate to say, but I've perpetrated that uh, using a local voice as opposed to getting it professionally done because it was perceived as a cheaper or easier or whatnot. Might it be possible to um, do something, you know, the entire world is going to blah, blah, blah as a service. Maybe we could, maybe it could be Allison as an annual subscription where for some certain amount of money they would have ongoing access and, and therefore have more consistent IVR. Great idea. Um, how do we price uh, that and, and how do people not take advantage of Well, that? you people don't take advantage of it because, because you set a reasonable limit. In other words, you say... Yeah. That it's going to be X times a month or whatever, you know, you have, that has to be thought through. But it is a great, the general principle is fantastic, Michael, I think. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing also. Uh, the guys that I speak to, oh, look at that. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, very That's good. It's already there. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Very slick. Um, the problem is, um, and, and when I speak at conferences, hopefully I'm talking to guys who resell systems and, um, you know, who work with end users of, you know, both Asterisk and lots of other systems. Um, the customer literally does not think about who will record their their greeting. It's like the last thing on their minds. So if if you guys offer it as almost like a line item in your transaction, that kind of eliminates that element of surprise of, oh, we want to get it up and running and who's going to voice the opening greetings. So that's that's been my whole strategy on LinkedIn. I've connected with a lot of resellers and installers of systems who are pretty grateful to have this resource and to think about it further upstream rather than after the customers bought the system and gets it up and running and goes, ah, we have, we have nothing on our opening greeting, that kind of thing. Yeah. Can I uh, bring in a question that is more than a technical and, and uh, psychological uh, on IVRs? Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you find you should say what is the option to press? Because some people argue that you should say, press one for this, press two for that. Uh, I'd rather argue that it's probably best to say for that, press one, for this, press two. So you know what you're looking for and consequently you have the option. Otherwise, you need to remember the option and see if it matches with what you want. What is your take on that? Okay, two things. That is not an Italian accent. I can tell no, you right. that. Yeah, yeah, I've been in Scotland for 13 years, so it's probably okay. Corrado, uh, I actually do agree with you. I think it should be presenting what the choice is and then the instruction of what to do. It's been studied, and actually, people are pretty divided about that. They want people to remember the press one, press two as the last thing they hear. I, 
I think it, yeah, I think it should be for this, do this. People will remember to do this. Um, anyone disagree? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think that's standard here, and I was I was trying to find one of my numbers to call to show that. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. And um, you know, actually, I can't get people to shake it up, so I'll try to just because it's more listenable. I'll have people write things like for customer support, press one. If you need such and such, press two or press three. If you need to get straight to, you know, shake it up a little bit and put the choice maybe at the beginning for one. Yeah, I just think it's a bit more listenable. But if you want to do it all uniformed, have what it is and how to do it. To me, that we, all ag- we all agree on that, I think. Any dissenters? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a talk at uh, Astrocon called uh, 10 Things Your Callers Will Never Tell You About Your IVR. And it's, it's a little snarky. It's actually from the point of view of callers. And uh, one of the points that I really want to get across is uh, think about the last time you had to actually pick up a phone and call a company as opposed to dealing with your issue online. Uh, it probably meant that you had a very specific problem that wasn't answered by their FAQs. Or unfortunately, it usually also means that you're upset about something or that you're kind of riled up or that you're on kind of a randy rant. And uh, so if people design their IVRs with the idea that perhaps people are calling with a little bit of edginess and address that in the IVR, you'd be far ahead of most other people. Yeah. Put your, your most likely options by, because you're called at the very front. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Randy, your story about the restaurant with, you know, giving all the information in their opening thing, uh, because Corrado, you're sort of in the message on hold business as well. I'm all for people putting interesting factoids about the restaurant. You can find parking here, la, 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 in an on hold sequence, but not in an opening greeting. I'm ready to do a dangerous demo here briefly, which is this. Here's my, here's my, uh, oh. Is it possible to do a dangerous demo in the absence of Major James Bowley? I know, I'm just trying to get... Bonjour et bienvenue chez Free. Pour une assistance sur votre offre mobile, tapez 1. So for... Freebox, tapez 2. Tapez 2. Tapez 2, yeah. So that's interesting because, and I've called them many times. So the first thing, they assume that French is your language because it's a French operator. So you don't have the language filter. Then that was actually very well done because it says... If you're calling about mobile, hit one. If you're calling about, or maybe it was the opposite, whatever. Anyway, it's mobile one, ISP two. So that's already pretty well done. Then they're going to go into, obviously, uh, you don't have internet or what your problem is. And I think they have maybe four to five levels. So they actually are doing well. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, I just recently, I just recently, oh. on the other, well, I'm just going to say, I just recently experienced both T-Mobile and AT&T in the United States, and they're not that good. Go ahead, Allison. No. Um, Yeah. And also, if people identify probably the the top five reasons why anyone would call you and front stack them according to urgency or popularity, I I would imagine, you know, customer support might be stacked up there at the top. But but do them in popularity as to choice number one is probably the most often chosen one, and it goes down in uh, importance. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how many times I'll, I'll read a menu, and the very last choice is probably the most critical and the most, most, most often chosen. That well, in, in banking, usually what happens is they don't give your choice after about five, and it's other, or talk to a human being. Uh, that's a good point, by the way. It would be uh, 
if you, if you really need, well, they can't very well say if you want to talk to a human being, you know, hit star immediately. Because, yeah, if you, no. because if they did that, everybody would hit star and then they'd have, be deluged with calls. And that is the whole point of RVR, isn't it? To filter and stop all the superfluous calls or at least yeah. trying to route them. But the fact is that if you have too many choices, uh, what happens is if there isn't a choice at the end after five things and it goes, well, if this didn't cover it, hit six, uh, then yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of yeah. uncomfortable. And I, In I, banking, I, it's actually kind, kind of common. I have mm-hmm. come across situations in which um, people would prefer to deal with an IVR than a real person. And a, a colleague of mine called Mike, we'll just call him Mike for now, because that was his name. Uh, he worked for a, a company that produced telephony solutions, and they did one for a hospital to, specifically to be on the end of the sexually transmitted disease test results line. And uh, on this particular one, would you believe that people prefer to have a machine tell them whether they tested positive or negative? I would imagine. And um, here's the interesting thing. They found when they analysed the data that they were getting some calls twice from the same number. And uh, the 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 service accused the telephony people of say, saying, look, you're, there's something wrong with your service because we're getting these two phone calls. When in fact, what it was, it was the same person ringing twice and then handing the phone to their partner and go, listen to this. I haven't got it. <laughs> See, David, now you've made me want to voice, you have tested positive for gonorrhea. (laughs) I was just going to ask you, because you you have, uh, you know, in the message, obviously this has existed for probably 10 years, where you have Allison saying, you have, you know, and then it's going to be like six messages. Well, it could be, you have chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we should go through those, Allison. I'll contact you privately for the list. You have sexually transmitted disease. For details on which one, please press three. I'd like to hear that result again. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about uh, uh, Allison and uh, what you were saying, Randy, about having different language choices. Here in the UK, I run a, a, alongside the work I do for Digim, I run a small training company called Telespeak. And of course, uh, Telespeak is Jim's authorised training partner in the UK. So we just had to have Alison answer the phone for us. However, in the UK, not everybody appreciates what they would see as an American accent. Obviously, yeah. we know that it's, uh, it's not American in uh, Alison's um, individual Maybe. case. So Alison, I, l- I love a bit of Tim Hortons, especially with chilli and the donuts, but not at the same oh, time. Now you're anyway, talking. Uh, Alison very kindly voiced a message that said, welcome to Telespeak, the UK's home of asterisk training. Uh, and before she went on to the option, she said, if you'd prefer to hear this guidance in the Queen's English, press one. And if people press one, it actually goes over to exactly the same choices, but narrated by uh, a, a British English accent rather than the lovely Alison. It's nice that you give that choice, you know. You can do that automatically sure with uh, reading the uh, colour ID of the person, mm-hmm. like we do. But yeah. then we need to get a Scottish accent. Yeah. And Irish. Yes. <laughs> you know, I actually had to do an auto dialer that uh, called up registered sex offenders to tell them that they were in violation of their parole. So that was kind of fun. And I, you know, I said to the client, so you want me to use the sexy voice? He said, God, no, that would just be awful. <laughs> You've been a bad boy. Yeah, no, that no. Whatever next. Nice. Uh, I have another question that maybe Alison can answer. 
is is it a urban legend or is it truth that uh, some companies have put some AI behind uh, IVRs or and on hold uh, that are, is capable of listening to what you say and if you are swearing at it, they pass you immediately to an operator. Is that? Uh, you know, I have heard that there is uh, software out there that can gauge the emotional level um, of the caller. In fact, who was it that spoke at Camellia World about it? Was it Ule that kind of ranted on about that? Um, he had some good ideas about that. But yeah, I mean, there is software that could say, it's time to call your mother. It's that time in the week where you need to call your mother. Last time you talked to her, you had a little bit of an edge to your voice. So you might want to be nicer this time. I mean, that's an exaggerated thing. But yes, as far as I know, I, it's not something I know too much about, but there is software that can gauge the metrics of the caller's voice and and assess their emotional state and can give the live agent a head up saying, by the way, this guy's really upset. So handle him accordingly. I always thought that similar technology could also be used to detect buying signs in the person's voice so that the agent could have like a little bar chart in the corner of their screen saying, make the close right now. They're just in the zone. Ask for <laughs> that's that awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great idea. Yes. So uh, on the VUC. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm All extremely right, so- excited about AfterCon and I hope I see everybody there. I'm really sad. Andy, you're not going to be there. Sad face. Andy, are, are there any plans for the virtual Andy, the one that visited Klucon? Uh, well, yeah. not in terms of the same way, um, but I am hoping that uh, at least I mean, last year for, for Dangerous Demo, so I could see what was going on when I was trying to run a voting system completely blind, um, Fred uh, connected me WebRTC so that uh, I, I could actually watch what was going on. So I'm hoping that somebody yeah. is going to be nice enough to do that for me as well. This, this a bit this of pose in the power. Well, Fred will be there again, so maybe he can fulfil that role. For those people that want to turn up and see Alison in real life, Alison is on uh, 1 to 1.45 on the Wednesday. So that's Wednesday, the 4th of October. For her talk yes. about 10 things your callers will not tell you or even never tell you about your IVR. So is there anything being streamed this year? No, no, it's, more, it's more than my job's worth to tell you this, but there will be one or two streamed sessions. I just can't tell you what they are at the moment. Because uh, for, the, for those of you that know Julie Webb and know her ability to do the evil stare, that could be coming my way if I divulge too much at this stage. I don't know what you you're talking about. No. Oh, D- David, I don't know what you're talking about. Julie is just full of smiles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be, to be anyway, Alison um, <laughs> uh, uh, has to leave soon or now. I'm not sure which. But And then we're going to move on to more Astrocon with Dan Jenkins and with the Mr. Dufet. Alison, uh, did we miss anything? Have we left anything out? I don't believe so. I think we talked about everything. I, I did hit a landmark and people saw on Twitter. I've hit 10,000 LinkedIn contacts. What? <laughs> All right. And uh, I can tell you, it's really the only marketing I do anymore. And I've, it's like shooting fish in a barrel for me, from my industry. It's been great for me. A lot of people look at me with a blank stare and go, what? LinkedIn? But I find it incredible. So, anyhow. It has its place. It has its place. <laughs> Quick question. Did you ever use LinkedIn advertising at all amongst those contacts? Do you know, I, I have not delved into that. That's sort of on the list to do, for sure. This has all been yeah, just me going out and grabbing people. Yeah. Apparently, they, they offer a very, very targeted service. I, I've yes. not delved into it yet myself, but interesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they targeted okay, well, me so hard I quit. 
go, go I'm sorry. Go. No worries. Thanks so much uh, for having me on, and I hope to see everybody. Randy, you will not be there either. I'm so sad. No, but I could be there virtually if somebody figures out how to do that. Uh, and Absolutely. if I have connectivity in my new house, which I'll be in next week. And that opens a new chapter. Yep, it does. Absolutely. Thank you, Allison. We all love you very thank much. You and thank you for joining Thanks. us. Thank you, Allison. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao to Allison. Ciao, Bella. So now, um, David, you want to do a little number, and then uh, we can get Dan in, because he's going to be going, yeah, too. Sure. So go ahead. I can be the, the segue from... Alison, a member of the Commonwealth, to Dan, another member of the Commonwealth um, in the UK. So, uh, yeah, Astricon coming next week, 3rd to the 5th. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, 57 or 58 different speakers. Keynotes, one from Dean Bublé, or Dean Bubbly, actually, as I think he prefers to be called. And that's the one that's kind of looking towards the future. Um, the future of the the communications context in which Asterisk finds itself, along with um, what he believes is overhyped as well. So Dean is sometimes known for giving a contrarian perspective. So at the same time as looking towards the future, he'll also be taking a sideways glance at things that he thinks people are, uh, are maybe overhyping. And then um, the, the keynote on the second day uh, of the, the main two days, on Thursday the 5th, is community member Brian Capuch. I'm sure you know Randy has been in the uh, Asterisk community for a long, long time. And uh, I can I can already um, feel the community love oozing out of that session. And uh, the title of that talk is uh, Asterisk and Me, from Brian Capuch, A Telephony Love Story. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, in terms of the tracks we've got, we've got a business track, we've got an infrastructure track, we've got a deployment track, we've got a developer track. And we had so many talk applications this year that we've had to have a developer extra track, so two developer tracks this year. I like what you're doing there, Randy, with the uh, screen. Just trying, just trying to get my head the same size as everybody else's. <laughs> the, the need to conform. <laughs> well, why fit in, Randy, when you were born? You, of all people, were born to stand out. I was born to stand out, and I'm standing right now almost. You certainly were. Um, would you like me to go through a, a few random selections of talks that are happening next week? I would absolutely like to do that, but I would like to remind people that uh, Ule Johansson and I were shilling for two competing tracks in the halls of Astrocon, and I'm I'm going to guess this was probably in Phoenix, and I don't remember if you remember this, David, but we were yelling in the halls in alter alternatively going. Now starting in room such and such, this, you know, such and such talk. And then he would go and then I would go. And it was actually really good fun. Astrocon is a lot of fun and I do miss it. Uh, I did not miss Las Vegas because I really don't like Las Vegas. But uh, I miss going there because it's a terrific assemblage of uh, unique individuals. So now with that introduction, you may go ahead. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I remember that, uh, what you were talking about. And I remember Ole kind of bordering from assertive towards aggressive in his oh, advertising. We were fighting. No, it was Game of Thrones, Astrocon version, you know. Yes. Okay. So um, a couple of uh, highlights then. Well, since we got Dan coming up, I must mention Dan's talk, Dan Jenkins, talking about WebRTC striking back. That's on the developer extra track. Um, and that's Wednesday the 4th, 10 till 10.45. He's actually up against Evan McGee the bow-tie-wearing ring-plus dude who will be talking about Asterisk Swarm, intelligent, self-healing, 
and geo-distributed asterisk networks. Um, for those of you uh, who have met uh, the SIPgate guys, one of them will be over at Astricon this year, called Yaron Vinzens, talking, talking about superpowers uh, and deployment tools for VoIP systems. And that's on the same track just before the lovely Alison that we were just talking about. Um, VUC regular, Astricon veteran, and Klucon veteran as well, Fred Posner. Uh, we all love Fred. He'll be talking about using Asterisk and Camellio for scalability and security. So I didn't even get to the Thursday just yet. Uh, and I'll just highlight a couple of Thursday sessions. Oh, I've gone, gone a bridge too far. Hold on. You're good. You're good. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, we've got um, Asterisk video. Uh, sorry, Asterisk 15 video conferencing. Um, from Josh Culp and Kevin Harwell. They're two of the um, Asterisk development team, and they'll be looking at the, what we've been doing in video terms in Asterisk recently. And then uh, Vichy Dial. You couldn't really have an Asterisk on without a Vichy Dial session or two. And Michael Cargill, or Cargill will be talking about how they ported Vichy Dial to Asterisk 13 and AMI version 2. So lots of different things for people to get their teeth into. And I was sharing this, but I'll have to share it again. Uh, I'm not 100% sure why Daniel is featured here, but he's on the top, Kamaino SIP Server co-founder. Well, that's uh, a very beautiful thing. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, and uh, then beneath, you can look at uh, Dean Bubbly, as you mentioned, Brian Capuch. All of this stuff is available on Astro. Spot the new James Bodie picture there, right at the top at the moment. Oh, let's see. oh my goodness. Look, Wait, that's not him. Wow, that does not look like him. I think he did it especially. Do you know what I think, Randy? I think he was trying to mimic you. I think he was trying to get a bit Randy-esque. Yes, he might be Randy-esque. Look at Carson. Carson Bach is there. Uh, David Bender, uh, Dan Christian Bogos. I'm not pronouncing these right. Oh, Sylvain Boyi. Boyi. I can't remember. I don't even know how that's pronounced. He's living in, he's Frenchman living in Canada. Joshua's there. So anyway, all these pictures... Uh, James Finstrom, oh. Matt Florell. Uh, yeah, actually, um, Randy, there is one particular session I must also mention, because this is a, a mega highlight. Um, if you could get five of the leaders of uh, possibly the most important open source communication projects in the world in one room, uh, you'd be very excited. And that's why I'm excited, because we've got uh, Matt from Asterisk, Matt Fredrickson. We've got mm-hmm. Tony Minnesota if I'm pronouncing that correctly, from FreeSwitch. We've got Daniel from Kama Ilio. We've got Bogdan from OpenSips. And we've got Lorenzo from Homer or QXIP, all five of them on a special panel at Astricon. So that's a real big, that's a heavyweight panel right there. That is absolutely amazing. I One must comment in passing that there is one female person in this entire group. One can comment in passing on that if one wanted to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that that's some kind of there, lapsus on your part. There is actually more. Um, the, the Astrocon webpage doesn't work properly. You have to click on view more on SCED or however you pronounce it. There are, there are more women, at least two. Susan Elder, for one, from Jenny. Alison, uh, the voice. That's a good point. In fact, Alison isn't on this list for some reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've got to click on at the bottom. It says view more on sked. The, the view app- moron? Did you say? Yeah, view moron. <laughs> <laughs> I um, don't even see. But anyway, the point is um, there, that is quite a list. James there, are more, there are more James, than what you can see. James's photo is freaking me out. But um, anyway, 
It's a weird photo. There you go. Um, David, if you're done, I have a thing to ask Dan also. Yeah, you, you, you carry on. Okay, Dan, you are. Ta- we have been talking about a really exciting development. Astrocon is, of course, next week, uh, but next year. Let's hear a little about that. We, we heard a little about it last week, I think, but it's probably coming together a little bit more each week. So why don't you yeah. flog that thing again? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess, first off, you should all come and hear my talk. Uh, at AstroCon next week. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, WebRTC Strikes Back, I think. Um, it's all about how uh, the current state of WebRTC, let's say. So I'm expecting to have some interesting conversations with Dean next week about WebRTC based on a tweet he did today. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, ComCon. Um, yeah, it's evolving every single week. So um, if you watch Twitter slash Facebook, then um, you'll know the CFP opens next Wednesday. Um, the call for papers, if you don't know what CFP is, um, that opens next Wednesday on the same day that I'm talking at Astrocon. So expect a bit of that in my talk. Um, and and then tickets go on sale next week as well. So, um, yeah, things are progressing fairly quickly. Um, and, oh, I should also say um, we've now got our first sponsor as well from um, Telu, the company behind PJSIP. So they are sponsoring ComCon next year. Um, they're, they're our first sponsor. A couple more in the, in the pipeline, but those will get announced whenever they get announced. I'm so. sure Digim will be happy to sponsor it. And uh, also, <laughs> is there a website, Dan? Uh, ComCon.xyz, because I okay. couldn't get ComCon.uk. Really? Well, yeah, it's ComCon's probably a difficult... Uh, anyway, yeah, people should go there, follow it. We're very early. I mean, um, I would like oh, yeah. to. Yeah, it's, so it's June next year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we've we got ugh, seven, seven and a bit months um, until the event. So we've got a lot of time. However, it's because it, it's very, very different to, say, ClueCon and Astracon um, to a degree. Yeah, it is very different. Um, there are only 90 tickets or so. So, I mean, when the tickets go on sale next week, you'll you want to pick one up pretty quickly because there, there are very limited tickets, um, which makes which is going to make for a very different type of event to to Astrocon or to Klucon. I agree. And uh, we're very interested. And I think hope what what I would be aiming for would be that everyone, all of our core members on the VUC will be there. I can't guarantee that. But that's what I'm aiming for, and that would mean Andy, Corrado, James, myself. I'm a little further, and then Michael, who's quite a bit further. So we're going to look into what kind of talks we might be able to do and and also uh, demos, dangerous demos, all of the whole thing. But the entire VUC crew would like to be there, and, of course, that would allow us to meet a lot of folks in the U.K. and and, and Europe. Uh, we have people in Switzerland. We have people in Italy. Uh, lots of friends in Europe. Uh, as far as the Americans go, and David Duffett, I count you almost in that realm. You're kind of uh, stride on that chair. Uh, but hopefully we can grab a few Americans on the way. But this is really, we don't want to say it's Eurocentric, but it is at least so much easier to get to than any place else. So we're very much looking forward to it, and I hope to take some steps Unfortunately, Dan, and this is a private comment to you, no one should else should be listening. We're moving house in the next few days. 
So if I don't answer your, uh, I got your thing today, but I would like to be doing this, but at the same time, I'm literally, my well, shelves are almost I, empty. I, I know how much of a stress moving is, trust me. So uh, we'll, we'll catch up after Astrocon. Okay, but we do have full intention to be the full complement of the VUC there. All right, um, that's all from me, and I do have to go because we are going to the new house to do some things. So let me just make sure that David and Dan and anybody else, Andy, Corrado, or Michael, has said everything they need to say before we turn this thing off. So uh, over to you, David, first of all, Astrocon, astrocon astrocon.net for the details, and what else? Yes, astrocon.net will do the trick. Um, I but we, we had a, a, a discount code, didn't we, for the VUC? Was it VUC1? Is that what it was? If you don't remember, I don't. <laughs> but I think it is VUC1. Oh, no, I, yeah. I, I, I can look it up while we're uh, doing this. Let's just put uh, code VUC. I'll just get that one up, discount codes. And it is, yes, VUC1. We'll get people off if, uh, 20% off if they didn't already get their passes. Looking forward to seeing everybody in Orlando uh, next week. Uh, including so you can still buy tickets, David. I beg your pardon. You can still buy tickets if you have not booked a ticket yet. You can, yes. If if you're in that embarrassing position that you didn't get your pass just yet, then uh, it is still possible. And with a little VUC one, you can get twenty percent off. That's right, folks. For those of Um, you who have been uh, on two chairs, between two chairs, as we say in French, you can actually still get that twenty percent off. So go for it. That's right. Uh, anyway, yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody next week, and uh, in- including the British contingent. And it turns out that Dan, myself, Major James Bodie, and-, and who else, Dan, is going to be at Gatwick Airport tomorrow morning? Uh, Simon. Simon Woodhead is going to be there, and Fraser from uh, Simwood is also going to be there. So um, that's going to be a party in the BA lounge. <laughs> be party, right in the B- okay. party in the BA lounge. Go for it. Yeah, wanted to say thank you to you, Randy, for inviting me along. Pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you, David. You can come on any subject. It doesn't have to be asterisk and astrocon. Okay, I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Because Alrighty. I, I do have a little project brewing in the background, but we'll, we'll leave that for another time. We are happy to hear about it. Dan, we'll, we are going to be flogging this thing from now until next year, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Okay, we'll see you all there. And uh, for this week, this is the VUC. I don't even know if we have a guest or who who that person may be or the topic for next week. But I will be in a new place, so I'm counting on the crew: Andy, Corrado, Michael, and James Bodie. Well, of course, they'll they'll be busy, but somebody's got to do something. See you next week, folks. No codecs were harmed in the production of the VUC. Brought to you by IP Communications Community. With our thanks to Simwood, Greenfield Tech, ZipDX, Bluehost, and Voxmall. See you next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.